Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. I'm going to pray and uh, we'll get into the Word. Hey, Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you that uh, as we're here gathered together, as people meet and join with us online, Father, that you are at work. And as we come to your Word this morning, we just invite you. We welcome you. Holy Spirit, come and speak. I believe, Lord, that you've got a Word for each one of us today, an encouragement for each one of us from those who feel that they're so distant and far away to those who are close today. Father, you wanna speak and draw us all near. And so we just thank you for that in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. All right. Are we ready to get into it? That's good. It's time for a Christmas message. Are you ready for Christmas? I just wanted to start by finding out Who are like the Christmas freaks in the room? Raise your hand. Okay, we've got, okay. Oh, oh, wow, we've got quite a few. All right, that's awesome. So how many people have their Christmas tree up already? Okay, that's good. Uh, How many people don't have their Christmas tree up yet? All right. How many people are working on it? Is it coming? Okay, all right, it's coming. So most people are doing Christmas trees. How many people set their Christmas tree up prior to December? Who's a pre-December? Whoa. Wow. Okay. Some of you did not put your hand up as Christmas freaks, but yeah. You're officially in the mix. So it's Christmas and I wanted to get into the Word and look at the Scriptures just around Christmas. I want to take you to a passage that uh, it only actually appears in one spot in the Gospels today. And um, I'm going to take you on a bit of a journey, all right? So if you've got your Bibles, open up your Bibles. We are going to Matthew chapter 2. I've had a really good time studying this this week. And today, like, I kind of want to stay away from the teachy side of it and really come at this from a devotional space. And it's quite, it's a bit of an out there passage of Scripture. It's one of those passages that we really, we can come to it and we can say, well, God, why have you, why is this in the Bible? What have you got for me by putting this in a Bible? So I want to have a look at a, a devotional look at this today. Tell me when you're there, Matthew 2, you're there? If if you're not there, uh, it will come up on the screen for you as well. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. This is what it says. This is Jesus. Oh, I'm reading New Living Translation. If you're on your phones, New Living. It says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose and we have come to worship him. So we're going to be looking at the wise men today. I want, I want you to start by just turning to your neighbour and just saying, you're wise, man. Uh, it's... it's it's a neutral, gender neutral term. 
And some of you are like, I know. And some of you are like, uh-uh. Like, I know that I'm not. This is, what the, this is what the Bible says about wisdom. Who needs wisdom? Does anyone need wisdom? Okay, we all need wisdom, right? James 1, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. Now's the time. Nudge the person next to you. Listen to this. You should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. So this is a promise, right? Who needs wisdom and is yet to ask the Lord for it? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, it's time. You can do that right now. Right now, just take a moment. But let me just continue to read on in James there. This is what it says. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. So what's the key? The key is that if we go to the Lord for wisdom, that we believe He will provide it, right? And that's a pretty good key because there's, there's not a lot of point going to it if we're like, uh, I'm not too sure. And even if our confidence is not in the Lord, I'm going to go to the Lord for wisdom, but like what does, what does the Lord know, right, about this situation? And so we come in belief And I want you to hear this this morning. Wisdom is not just knowledge, but wisdom is the ability to make good decisions in difficult circumstances. And so knowledge will only get you so far. Wisdom is going to get you into great places. Are you with me on that one? So we believe that God is going to show us a way. And here we are. We're looking at these wise men and they're following this star and they knew what they were looking for. How many people, if you were to look in the night sky, night sky, you would see a star and you would think, oh, I'm going to follow that star, right? These wise men, they studied the stars and they knew what they were looking for. But the question is, how did they know that this star was the star that would lead them to the Jewish Messiah? And when you start to look into this, this is what you find, that it is highly likely that these wise men had an understanding of the Jewish Scriptures and that they knew about this very verse that was prophesied in Numbers 24. And it says this, A star will come out of Jacob, a scepter will rise out of Israel. So these wise men, they studied the stars, but they also looked for other signs because they were interested to see what God was doing in the big picture, all right? Now, we don't know if there was any more to their story, if there was any more motivation, if there are any more bits and pieces that they took. But at some point they decided, we've got the star, we've got this prophetic word, and that's enough for us to go on a journey now and to seek out the Saviour of the world, all right? So this, this is a big moment. Now, we read over this, okay? This is verses. But you got to picture this. I don't know. I mean, the pictures always have them on donkeys, right? And they've got all the gear. And so at some point in time, these wise men have seen this star. They know the Scripture and they've decided it's time to get on the donkey and it's time to go on a road trip, right? And so here they are and they look into the darkness and they see this light that is going to lead them to Jesus, And I want to read you some scriptures about light and dark 
today because they appear right through the Scriptures. Isaiah 9, and again in Matthew 4, it says this, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. John 1 says, In him was life, that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Now, these are great words to to just speak over yourself, even in this season where everything seems to be shifting and moving. John 8, when Jesus spoke again to the people, He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And so the wise men, they were following this light in the sky to get to the light of the world. They were on this journey to find the light. And I have a question for you here today. If you're here today and you're a follower of Jesus, I want you to take a moment to consider what your journey to Jesus actually looked like. What, what was that journey like for you? Did you grow up in a Christian family? Did you grow up with someone taking you to church? Did you grow up with people around you who taught you about Jesus? Was it something that happened later in your life that someone somehow got a hold of you? Did you spend some time with Christians and notice something in them and that kind of prompted things and moved them forward? What was your journey towards Jesus like? I want you to just get that in your mind right now. Was there something that happened that grabbed your attention at some point in time? And I think if you start to think this way, that you will see that God was constantly reaching out to you, that God was pursuing you. And what happens is when we're on that journey and we start to open our mind up to actually consider that there is a God and that He is interested in us, then we start to see that God is actually pursuing us and that we are on this journey, all right? Now, we're not riding camels. I get that, okay? But we all have this individual journey that the Lord initiates so that we can come to Jesus Christ. I know that sometimes we feel like some of our journeys are more significant for others. When it comes to testimony, some people have had this radical encounter with the Lord that they've been saved out of all kinds of challenges and hardship. And other people, they just feel like they just kind of float in, right? It takes no effort whatsoever and they land in this place where like, I'm a follower of Jesus. But either way, whatever situation you are in, it is so significant and massive that you actually came to know Jesus. And it's only by God's grace that you actually came into that knowledge in the first place. The Father was and is pursuing you and I. Maybe you're here today and you're searching and you're starting to think maybe God is actually chasing after me. And I want you to know that Jesus can change your life. 
If you are here and you're feeling like I need answers, I need something more, I am looking for something and I'm wondering if, it, if it's Jesus, then I want you to know that Jesus can absolutely do that for you. And He's the only hope. And that's what happened to me years ago. I had this long season away from church, actually moved up to Queensland. My wife started taking me along to church. And to be honest, I did not wanna be there. I didn't, I didn't like talking to people. I only liked being there like this much. Like I kind of liked being there, but kind of mostly didn't like being there. And my favourite part was when the service finished and I could run across the road to the bakery, which had really good meat pies. And so when, when that service had finished, it was like, don't, no one talk to me. I'm out of here. There's a meat pie with my name on it. But as the Lord does, there was a pastor in that church And whenever he would see me, he would chase me down and he would grab me for a conversation. And I I remember it so clear. In his conversation, he would always ask me this question. He would say, Dan, how's your walk with Jesus going? And I would like, like, at that time, I was like, how do I even answer that? And I would fumble through something. And it was clear to both of us that there was no walk with Jesus going on, right? (laughs) That that was not happening and it would wrap up in some sort of awkward way and then I would go and get to have my meat pie. (laughs) But over time, over time, I started to open my heart to God and I started to listen and I started to look and I started to see that there was a God and and He actually loved me and that He was pursuing me. And the more I opened my heart to Him, the more I encountered Him and the more I got to know Him. And I became someone who walked with Jesus, right? And now, like, now I'm that weird person <laughs> who chases people down and asks them, how's your walk with Jesus going, hey? The Lord has a sense of humour. But if you're here today and you need a meat pie, down the road at CJ's, really good meat pies, Say hi before you duck out, that would be great. But I totally understand how you're feeling. My point is this, no matter where you're at, I want you to know that God is pursuing you, that He has a plan and His plan is to lead you to Jesus Christ. He wants you to know Jesus. Did you know that scholars say that it is highly likely that the wise men didn't actually know each other, that they came from different places. Sometimes I feel like, I I picture the wise men, we often picture them as three, uh, which is generally because of the gifts. We know that there were were three types of gifts given, so we think there were three. Uh, Scripture doesn't really say that. There could have been five, there could have been seven, we don't really know, but I picture them as some mates, right? Who are kind of like, who wants to go on a road trip? And they're like, yeah, road trip. Like, get your, get your donkey, get your camel, we're going on a road trip. But scholars say that they probably came from different places. And in that is something symbolic, that it actually represents that people would come from all over the world to come to Jesus. And even deeper than that, these, these wise men were not Jewish. Like, they, they were looking for the Jewish Messiah, but they were not Jewish themselves. They were Gentiles, just like... of us right here. 
And so it's this picture of people from all over the world, Gentiles from all over the world, coming to find Jesus Christ. Isn't that cool? All right, let's keep reading. Verse three, King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come out of you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Okay, so I want you to see how cool this actually is. So Bethlehem was the birthplace of King David, right? And we know that David was a shepherd. Okay, when he, was, when he was a young boy, he was a shepherd. That's where he learnt his mad sling skills, like chasing lions and bears and stuff like that and protecting the sheep. That's how he was able to take down the giant. So he started out as a shepherd. When he moved into his role as king, he often had this title as shepherd over Israel. So he is one shepherd over Israel, but Jesus is coming who was the ultimate shepherd. All right? And so when we talk about Jesus being a shepherd, um, I want you to hear this, this scripture from Matthew 9. This is Jesus' heart. It says, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. I've got a joke for you here, actually. Um, what, do, what do they call pastors in Germany? German shepherds. It's good. It's like a Christmas cracker joke, isn't it? So much sympathy laughter. That's really good. All right, so if Jesus is our shepherd, okay, then what does that mean we are? We're sheep, right? <laughs> I have done this thing before where I said, turn to your neighbour and just say, bah. Okay, but that's all right. It's in the history books now. The, the reason I want you to think this way, though, is that sheep are not known as intelligent creatures. All right? And sheep are also known as animals that need care. They need to be kept safe. They're, they're animals that need um, to be looked after, and to have a shepherd. And so here we are, and I want you to know this, sheep learn to trust their shepherd. They learn to trust their shepherd and they learn to know the shepherd's voice. And so a shepherd would actually lead the sheep. I don't know if you picture a shepherd, you know, behind the sheep, like whacking them with a stick as they try and round them up and move them forward. But often a sheep would learn the shepherd's voice and the shepherd would walk out front and the sheep would follow the shepherd. And it's this picture for us, and it's this picture that we need to learn to follow the shepherd. How many people here know that following Jesus is more than just a Sunday thing? Following Jesus is a lifestyle. Like it's, it's an everyday thing, right? You might, um, some people might think this is a bit legalistic, but I do not know how you can have an intimate relationship with the Father without spending time with Him every day. 
every day. Now I know like some people like every day, every day, every day we're building this relationship with the Father. And for people that wanna know the Father, actually spending time with the Father is something that we want to do. And so like I wanted to let you know what this looks, what does this look like for me? For me, I'm a morning person. I actually think the morning is an amazing time to spend with the Father. For all you night people, I get it. My wife is a night person. But there is something about the morning and spending time with the Lord in the morning. And so the first thing I do every morning when I wake up, well, the first thing I do is turn the coffee machine on and make a coffee. And then I go and sit down at our dining table. There's a quiet space in our house and I open the Word and I've actually got a daily devotion thing that I read through, helps me read through the Bible, helps me consider certain things and I spend that time with the Lord. And for me, people say, well, how long do you need to spend with the Lord? For me, it's a matter of in my spirit feeling like, okay, I've got something and now I can finish up this time. Thank you, Lord. And so in that time, everyone with kids is going like, that sounds great. But in the morning, like chaos, right? In that time, my kids are waking up and they're coming out. And do you know what's so cool? They, they know, like they, they call it dad's Bible time. Dad's having his Bible time. So they'll come out, they'll wake up, they'll come and give me a hug or something like that. They'll go find something to do because they know that dad's having his Bible time. And they'll ask. It's awesome. All the things that happen in that time. Dad, what are you reading about in your Bible time today? And we'll get to have chats about it. Or if, I've, if I'm getting something cool, I'll tell them, hey, come and check this out, man. This is something God just showed me. And so it's an amazing time. But I, I know that some people just think this, this is just too hardcore over the top. But I really believe if you want to know the Father's voice, you need to be spending time with Him every day. And it doesn't finish with that Bible time. Like that's just a part of it. That's time in the Word. Maybe you need some time in worship. You definitely need some time praying in there as well. But if, if, if the Word of God is our spiritual food and we're never spending time eating it, then you're gonna get very malnourished. And if prayer is like breathing in the Spirit, then there's a lot of people here and you're about to suffocate, Right? We've got to be making this space. And if joy and expression is our worship that we find with the Father, then we need to do all these things because life with the Father is a joy-filled life. So my encouragement to you is that this can be something that you can start anytime. And once again, I know this, this might be legalistic. Um, I love the Bible app. And I love the, the daily verse. And it's really cool now. Like they do videos. They've got little devotionals. Um, that's really cool. I don't know if there's enough meat in that, personally. Like for you to really be hearing what the Lord's speaking to you, for the Lord to be leading you, I just think we need to be getting, finding our way to be really hearing God's voice. I understand it's going to look different for a lot of people, but there's a bit of a glimpse to how I do it, okay? When you learn to hear God's voice, this is what it sounds like. This is what it sounds like. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. For his name's sake. 
Yea, I'm old school, this is New King James. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they protect me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's what it looks like to have a shepherd. Isn't that cool? Restoration, leading, blessing, even even bringing your challenges before the Father. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies and God as shepherd cares about those things. So here we are and the wise men are asking where they can find Jesus King Herod finds out about this. It says uh, he was greatly disturbed, as were all the people. He was disturbed because he was worried that another king was going to rise up. The people were disturbed because they were worried about what King Herod would do in response. So he was a ruthless king. He um, had killed many people, especially as he got older. They say his temper got shorter and shorter and he just, family members that annoyed him, he'd just have them killed. Um, some people here would love to do that, I know, but um, we've got to bless them. Amen. Amen. And the people were worried because a response from a king that was concerned about another king being um, raised up was that they would have all the little boys killed, um, as King Herod did. And so the people were worried about what was going to take place. So the king says to the wise men, he says, when you find this baby, this king, I want you to let me know, okay? And he comes in and he says, because I want to worship him too. But we know what he really wants to do, right? Verse 9, it says, After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they'd seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them, and it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house, and they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down, And they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and they gave him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. So what an amazing scene. They've, They've done this journey and here they are. They come to the place where the star stops over. If you're wondering like how does a star lead them to this house specifically? It's like really good GPS, Google Maps or something. The star probably stopped over Bethlehem. They probably came in and they probably asked around and said, is there a newborn baby in town? We've come to worship this baby. And people would have said, oh, yeah, yeah, number five, house number five down the road. They've got a little baby. Scholars say by this time, Jesus might have even been two years old. And they came and they found him. They were filled with joy when they found out where he was. And they came and they worshipped Jesus. And I want you to hear this today. We have all been created to worship Jesus. This is what we've been created to do. If you're wondering what your purpose in life is, we have been created to worship Jesus. That's what we've been created for. And it looks like all different things. But at the very bottom, as we dig down to what our purpose is, we've been created to worship Jesus. And this is what it looks like. Worship looks like in Romans 12, it says, Paul says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, 
to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And so how many people know that worship is more than just some songs that we sing in church? Worship is the lifestyle of someone who has encountered the one true King. That's what it looks like. It's our lifestyle. And so everything I have and everything I do, I can bring to the Lord in worship. And so my finances, I can worship the Lord with my finances. My generosity, how I steward my finances is gonna be worship to the Lord. My time is gonna be worship to the Lord. I only have so much of it, how am I gonna use it? I'm gonna use it to worship the Lord. My relationships are gonna be used to worship the Lord. I'm gonna love people the way that God actually calls me to love people. I'm gonna do what He calls me to do. Do you know, even my leisure time can be used to worship the Lord. I have had the most amazing worship sessions sitting out in the surf. I, I, when I'm sitting out there, I am amazed by creation, especially if it's four foot, glassy, perfect conditions, then I really worship well. I've worshipped the Lord on mountaintops. I can worship the Lord when I am vacuuming my house. Okay? Are there any people who love vacuuming here? Okay, well, even if you don't, you can worship the Lord while you vacuum. Worship is the posture of someone, the heart posture of someone who has encountered Jesus. And we will all worship something, but we were created to worship Jesus. And these wise men have picked up on this and they have travelled all this distance so they could come before this baby. And this baby has done nothing yet. And they've travelled all this way to come and to worship the one true King. Isn't that cool? And so you can find all these awesome messages on, on what the gifts, you know, it says they gave gold and frankincense and myrrh. You can find these amazing messages on what they each represent and definitely do that. And I think that's cool. But at the end of the day, scholars will agree that these were just gifts that they bought that were worthy of a king. And so it was less about the gifts and it was more about the heart. They bought these gifts because they were there to worship a king. And so I wanna finish today. I wanna ask you a question. As we come into this season, and as I know, like for so many people, it's a crazy season and we get caught up in um, dinner parties and all the stuff we've got to do and going from this house to that house and this event to that event and all the presents and all the stuff that's got to happen in there. This is my question this Christmas, is will you worship Jesus? Because there is a mark on this house, Hope Community, a mark of worship that we are people who come together to worship Jesus Christ. And at Christmas of all times, it's a beautiful time to remember afresh, we have come to worship the one true King. And let me break this down for you a bit more. Can you see that God is pursuing you, that He is leading you to Himself? Especially if you're searching. Or maybe if you're feeling lost right now, God is leading you to Himself. 
Are you paying attention to what God is doing in your life? Did you know that the gifts likely went on to fund this? Can you, can you, okay, so you have a baby and someone rocks up and just says, here's some gold. And you're like, awesome, that's so good. That pram I needed, we can get that now. The car seat, we can do that. Like that's gonna help us out. The gifts that were given probably helped fund where God was leading them next, right? So what would have happened what would have happened if the wise men missed the star, right? Or if they decided not to follow? My question is this, are you paying attention to what God is doing in your life? Are you willing to lay down everything before Him? Are you willing to let your life be worshipped? It's going to look different for every single one of us. Hey, if you, if you want me to get up and paint a painting, it's not going to look like that, right? My worship looks different to that. I wish I could do that. That's cool. I love it, but I'm different. And I worship the Lord. My life of worship is going to look different. It's going to look different for each one of us. So the question is, will you worship Jesus this Christmas? And so I'm just going to pray and uh, I'm going to get the team up. I'm going to invite you just to stay seated and just to bow your heads with me in prayer. As we pray this morning, this is what I want to pray for. If you are here today and you, have, you feel like you've lost your way, but you're keen to get back to Jesus, I want to pray for you today. While we've got our heads bowed, if that's you, if you're saying, yes, I want to get back to Jesus, I just want you to raise your hand right now, just so I know who I'm praying for. If you're just saying, I'm feeling a bit lost, beautiful, thank you, thank you. Feeling a bit lost, I want to get back to Jesus. Yeah, awesome, thank you guys. That's so good, you can pop your hand down. Yep, great. Anyone else, anyone else? Well, let's just pray together. Father, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you that you're a God who pursues us, Heavenly Father. We thank you that you're a God who leads us to you, Lord. We thank you that you led the wise men to Jesus. And we thank you that Jesus made it possible for us to be led to you, Heavenly Father. And I pray right now for those who are in this room, for those who are joining us online who are saying, I'm, I'm lost. I have lost my way and I want to get back to Jesus. Father, we pray for a new day in Jesus' Name. Father, we pray for open eyes, that they would be able to see what You're doing. We pray that they would be able to know how much You love them, how much You desire for them to follow You, Father. We pray for a fresh grace over those who are beating themselves up because they think they're too far gone or they've wandered too far or there's no coming back. Thank You, Lord, for Your grace that says there's no too far. There's never too far that You welcome everyone back with open arms, Heavenly Father. And I pray for those who raise their arms, but for every heart in this room, Heavenly Father, that this would be a Christmas where we come and where we worship Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that You would stir up worship in our hearts, Father, as we gather together for family functions, that there'd be worship in that place, Heavenly Father. As we mow lawns, as we vacuum houses, Lord, that there'll be worship in our hearts, Lord. 
as we spend time having fun, Father, that there'll be worship on our hearts. I pray that this Christmas will be people who come and worship the one true King. We pray this in Jesus' mighty Name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.